This show is sponsored by Axe Broadheads, Millennium Tree Stands, The Chase Deer Scent, Extreme Archery Products, Antler Insanity. Welcome to Reality Hunt Club. This webisode, we're going to talk about our trail camera survey. This is the first webisode of the year, and we're excited. It's up here snowing a little bit, and we're up here getting our cards out of our cameras. So stay tuned. I'll be back in the warm, comfortable desk in my office talking about what bucks made it and what bucks didn't make it, what's the does looking like, and stuff like that. So stay tuned, and welcome to the 2013 season of Reality Hunt Club. Here we go. back in the office there's a couple reasons why we do a survey at the end of the year um mainly because our quality deer managed practice you know what we think is you need to kind of set a baseline as to how your herd was doing at the end of a season and rally hunt club goes from the 16th of january to the 15th of january one calendar year and since the 16th of january is the last, is the day after the hunting season gives us an opportunity to see how the herd's doing um, check our numbers, see which bucks survive, which bucks are missing, and so on. So with that said, let's dive into this and see what's going on. Um, the main part is we'll see which bucks made it. And unfortunately, or fortunately, I don't know which way you want to go, but handlebar buck made it. Um, we don't think there's anything wrong genetically with this deer, but instead we think there's something damaged in his pedicle. Um, you know, he's he's a four-and-a-half-year-old deer. There was a couple of members saw him. We really wanted them to shoot him. I was going to shoot him if he uh, appeared, um, but I never, he never got in front of me. But anyway, he made it. You know, it's the 30th of January we got these photos, and he's in, the, he's in our wheat fields and all the other fields at night eating, and it's going to be real interesting to see how he grows next year, you know, in the summer. Maybe he'll be really freaky with that um, – with that one beam we'll see chuck and the farmer planted after they harvest their peanuts they planted wheat and so it's a gigantic wheat field up there and all the bucks and does and everybody else are going to that wheat field at night to feed so i put some corn out and one of the first nights we put corn out sure enough i got dispute buck and kicker nine now these were two of the biggest bucks on the club last year and we tried to hunt them really hard. Nobody really ever saw them. They were really nocturnal, just part of the way the season was, if you watched the previous webisode. But interesting enough, I've never seen them grouped together before. We've seen Kicker 9 before last year, but now it seems like these guys have got their own little bachelor group going. And one day they're hating each other, next day they're hanging out, surviving together in a group, which is kind of interesting. And... Um, and they're there. I mean, look at them both of them. Now, pay pay close attention to Kicker 9 here. We'll see his behavior. See how he backs up from the camera. 
The reason for that is, is I think I've got pictures of him after he dropped his antlers. Now, these are going to be two of the top hit list deer on the club next year. They could easily be in the 150, 160, depending on the depending on the um, amount of groceries and the rainfall and stuff like that we get during the summer. Now, this is kicker nine. I think this is kicker nine on February 2nd. Now, you can't really tell. There's no distinguishing marks. But the way the behavior around the camera is, it makes me think that's him. So, I don't know. All right, the other the other named deer that we um, got good pictures of that we know is that's alive is the fire tower buck. Now, this is on the other end of the club, and none of my members really ever hunted it, but he's a three and a half. Of course, he's not mature. Nobody should be shooting him anyway, but he could be he could blow up to be something really nice next year. And he made it, which is real good, because on that end of the club, there's a lot more pressure from our neighbors that are hunting. And I actually think I have pictures of him without antlers but he's a you know his brow times are not that great but he's he's a, he's a beautiful deer he's got potential for next year this is i think this is him on the 23rd it's definitely a buck you can see the pedicles on the bases and where the pedicles are and maybe that's him maybe it's not i don't know but anyway the buck's coming to where the feeder was we took it down because turkey season's coming up before we go in any further, I want to give you guys an update on the deer I'm calling the Broken Nine. Now, this is a deer that was shot back in November, and um, we lost he lost his antlers in December, and we got some pictures of him. And apparently, he's doing okay. This picture is January 27th, and he's on top. He's in the wheat field, and he's on top of the corn pile. And he is, you know, his weight's looking good. You don't see his ribs. On there's a lot of coyotes that come by this spot, so he's avoiding. He's got enough um, agility to where he's avoiding the um, coyotes, and he's showing dominance against young bucks on this spot. You know, on this corn pile, you can see his ears go back, and he he's dueling them off. You know, and he seems like he's doing okay. You see his leg is kind of perforated. I don't. I think he's still going to lose it. I don't. I don't know, but. Um, it's going to be interesting to keep following him. Every time we think he's gone, he pops back up on camera. I don't know what his antlers are going to be um, like in May when they start growing them real good. But if um, the biologists say this is on his front left side, his left, his left antler would be the one that's messed up. So let's go on and talk about the deer we have not seen. Now before we go on, um, back, in November, back in December... We found this deer on the side of the road in one of our popular trails. <clears throat> Apparently somebody had hit the deer. I don't think it was poached. And they thought the antlers were good enough that they cut cut the head off and took the antlers home. Now when that happens, immediately, immediately you start thinking that the deer you're hunting is dead. So, but, you know, we started looking around on pictures of deer showing up. And, you know, I came to the conclusion it could be one of, one of these two bucks. I hope it's the big six, this deer right here that we had. Um, it's the right size. You know, you can't quite tell the colors and all that. But I kind of feel like it's the big six. Um, we haven't got any pictures of this Companion 9 right here. It could have been him. But I've never seen the Companion 9 on that side of the highway. But it's, you know, pr you know, during the rut, after, you know, the second rut. So it could have been over there. I don't know. But I was kind of hoping it was that big six you know that i just showed you um not him but 
that's the kind of the deer I'm leaning toward. This guy in the back right here, the big six. Another deer that we haven't seen would be the waterhole buck. Now this right out the road crosses right there, so it's right outside of where this deer was, and I haven't got a picture of him. Of course, uh, you know the pictures of him kind of dried up in November, so it makes me think it was the big six. Now with all that said. Um, these deer live around the roads, so another theory is, is they know how to cross the road with cars coming. Um, so it could be that it's a transit buck searching for does, and he come into a foreign area where he's not used to a highway, and he's the one that got run over. You know how they always talk about um, auto accidents are up during the rut? Well, I always feel like it's because the because of the deer that don't normally hang around the highway. Um, they get run over because, you know, it might have been one of the first few times they ever crossed the highway. So, really don't know, might not never know, or it could all make sense come May. I don't know. Now, in, um, now back in, um, in, you know, what month was that? Back in September, the damn buck showed up. Now, he's six and a half years old. Now, he always disappears after Christmas. We don't know where he goes. Every year, we always say this is going to be the year. We, you know, somebody got him, somebody killed him, he got run over, and then he always popped up. We've done that three years, and even in the past episodes of this particular show, we talk about the damn bug. Don't know where he is, but he's six and a half years old, so he's obviously reaching his maturity. And his genetics are not. He's not really that great an antler deer, so we'll wait and see if he shows up. But I kind of feel like he's probably not around anymore. So that would be interesting to see if he's still around. Now, I don't want to spend too much time talking about our up-and-comers um, because this video is long enough as it is. You know, I've already showed you scissors. We talked about the Companion 9. Um, we think the Traveler buck is still around. So we've got some awesome three-and-a-half-year-old deer that are going to be great four-and-a-halves next year. And, you know, the numbers look good. Speaking of the numbers, let's talk about the does. Now, last year we shot... We shot um, 15 does. The year before, we shot 13. The year before that, we shot 13. We feel like our doe density has really gotten big, uh, a lot larger. Now, talking to Chuck, talking to some other members of the club, talking to some outsiders, the deer density per square mile for our area is supposed to be 20 deer. Um, so we have basically a three-square-mile area, including our neighbors, so 60 deer, which we're... You know, seven, eight years ago, we were probably at 60 deer, but there's no way. We're at least 35, maybe even 40 deer per square mile. So every year we shoot 40 does, it kind of um, it kind of hurts us because if you think of the numbers, if all those deer have two fawns and you're only shooting that many, then your numbers are getting higher and higher. And we're seeing them. I mean, look at this picture right here. And you see all the deer in, on this on this spot. I mean, that's a ton of does on one spot. We wanted to shoot 20 does this year with a minimum of 15. And we barely got to 15. One reason is we shot does late in the end of the year. Nobody would shoot does at the beginning. I mean, look at that. That is the same group on another spot. But that is a ton of deer. I mean, that's probably 10 to 11, maybe a dozen does in just one area of the club. If every one of them had another fawn, you just see how the numbers get out of control. And I think, I think we might have messed up. And the one way we can alleviate that is by shooting 20 to 25 does next year. And another, I'm kind of worried about all those does being around the rut. So what I'm going to pitch to our guys is to try to shoot 
uh, 10 to 12 does before the 1st of November when the rut comes in. So we try to shoot them with the bows. We try to shoot them the first weekend of muzzleloader, the first weekend of gun. And let's just have a doe, let's just have a doe thumping and try to get those numbers down so we're not um, stressing at the end of the year trying to shoot does. All right, there's a couple, there's a couple of funny things I want to show you. I don't know about funny, but our club is dry. We normally don't have a running, a running creek or anything through it. We have plenty of ponds and lakes for our deer. Well, we had tremendous rain, which I'm gonna have a webisode in the future about it, I'm talking about like six, seven inches within a three-day period. And what it did is it pushed these hogs from a from a creek about two miles or a running limestone creek about two miles away up into our club. And this is the first time I've seen hogs on the club. Now, there's some big sows in there. It kind of made me panic because I was thinking we were getting hogs. But that what it is, is this camera's on four burst mode. They came by, they know where the feeder is, but there's no corn on the ground because it was actually out. And they actually were there for like two minutes and then they left. So the pictures make it look like they were there a whole lot longer. So luckily I haven't had any more pictures of hogs. They done moved on. I don't want hogs. All right, last thing. I want to show you guys this. And this is a picture of a lake that we'd been hunting. We actually had a food plot planted out there. My son shot a doe. Um, one of the biggest bucks was killed off this spot, and there was a feeder out there. And just wanted to show you, we were in drought conditions, and then, you know, a couple days, then boom, you're no longer in drought condition. Um, we had like six inches of rain, six, seven inches of rain in like three days, and it filled this whole pond up. Luckily, I had taken the feeder out, but now our food plots are underwater. The turkeys were out there strutting, but no more. So anyway, I thought this was pretty funny because we always get some kind of oddity on trail cameras that makes you say huh never thought I'd see that before so thought that was funny okay now I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as you can see a lot of our name bucks especially the bigger ones they made it some of the the up-and-comers are still there um, there's a few that we can't account for I'm worried about our doe numbers um, we're probably gonna have to take care of that early and go ahead and nip that in the buds we'll just have to wait and see so um, anyway, so now we've got a baseline for our club and now we're going to do our predator management and it's just going to set the tone for the rest of the year, come up with our, our game management plan, what we're going to plan and stuff like that. So anyway, we're excited. We hope you guys watch season three. This is the very first one. It always kicks off the year. If you got any questions or comments, um, leave them on Facebook or shoot us an email or also you can leave your comments on YouTube. But give us some feedback. Let us know what you think we're doing good, what we're not doing good, what you'd like to see us address. We're going to try to bring you some more, um, some more new topics and issues that we're coming across. Um, this show is so dynamic that you can do one episode four different, you know, three different seasons and it's going to be a little bit different every time just because everything's dynamic with honey. So anyway, um, stay tuned and thanks for watching Reality Hunt Club. If you like this show, check out our other shows at Hunt365.tv.